0: Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real-life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hey there. Welcome to this episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to today's guest because she is an expert on a topic I know nothing about, and I think we're all going to come away from this episode feeling empowered and better equipped to take on the world and our mom lives. Just some quick reminders before we dive in. Remember to press that plus or checkmark button in your podcast app to subscribe or follow this podcast, and if you like this episode, please share it with another mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Nikki Odin so we can connect and be even better friends. And don't forget to submit your questions for Ask Nikki, a new thing we're doing in season three. If there's a mom life topic you want me to cover in an episode or a question you're dying to hear me answer, email it to me at Nikki at youridealmomlife.com. And if it's a good fit, I'll air it on the show. Now let's meet our guest. Today's guest is the host of the Fit to Be a Mama podcast, a registered nurse with a certificate in women's hormonal health, a health coach, and a cycle syncing expert. Her mission is to help other women discover that life can actually be easier if they tap into the magic that we've had inside us all along, our monthly cycle. Her own journey from overwhelmed and exhausted mom of 4 to gaining back control of her life through simple and effective things like cycle syncing is what fuels her passion to help women get out of survival mode and find ease and joy in their lives. Connect with her on Instagram at Megan Rempel 4. And now let's meet her. Welcome to the show, Megan Remple. Hi, Nikki. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. I have to admit that my monthly cycle is not something I ever thought I'd be discussing on an international forum like this <laughs> podcast, but I find your expertise so fascinating and empowering. I just had to learn more. So yeah. first things first, what exactly is cycle syncing?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I am right there with you. Did I ever think that I would be, you know, in my 30s talking about my cycle in public <laughs> and educating women? Absolutely not. Um, but here I am. So cycle syncing essentially means aligning all areas of your life, like I'm talking every single area of your life to your monthly cycle. Most women know very, very um, little about what we actually go through as women every single month. We all know that we bleed once a month. Mm -hmm. And most of us know that there is also a little time in the month where we are most most fertile and, and can conceive a child. But, other than that, we really don't pay attention, and you know, if you're anything like me, done having children, um I really didn't pay attention to my cycle at all. I knew approximately when I would get my period every month, otherwise, I just did not think about it. I didn't need to know about when I was going to be you know fertile because that's that point right. of my life is done, right, so what I realized though, was that as women, we are actually going through four different phases every single month. So there is not just when you bleed and when you can get pregnant, there are four very distinct phases and we should really be changing how we show up week to week, depending on which phase we are
0: in. Okay. This is very fascinating to me because I I know that I guess like, you know, I can kind of when you think about it that way, when like you're really intentional and deliberate about it, you're like, all right, I guess there are some weeks where I'm like, I don't know, like I feel like heavy and I feel like I can't do as much as I normally would do but I never associated it with anything other than my own limitations. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I think my first natural question is, do you think there is such a thing as mind over matter with this? Like you say, like we're going through different things within each week. Is there a way to like muscle your way through it? Or are we? Are you saying just like surrender to what's happening that week and don't try to do certain things?
1: Yeah. So I think it's it's first important to understand that, you know, we have been – conditioned and we have been led to believe that we need to do all the things, all the time, every single day, day after day, month after month, and that we should be operating the same, just like men, right? Mm-hmm, men. Right. Men's hormonal um, clock is based on a 24-hour clock. So they wake up every single morning and every morning their hormone levels are at the same level and they shift throughout the day. And that happens every single day for them. So they sort of go through different little phases throughout the day as men. And, you know, that is why like the, you know, Monday to Friday, the nine to five, that's such so geared towards um, a male dominated society. And we have just tried to fit into that box. Right. We do not have a 24-hour clock. We have a 28-day-ish clock mm-hmm. and we are changing and evolving week to week with our with our hormones, not throughout the day like men typically are. And it you know, looking back to how I was living my life previous to learning about cycle syncing, I was like most women and I was doing all the things all the time because I thought I had to. And I wore busy like a badge of honor. I was so proud of the fact that I was the busiest. I was the most overwhelmed. I was the (laughs) most sleep deprived. I could do all the things for everyone else. And, you know, it was almost like, who who could be the busiest, who could be the most exhausted. That was sort of like the conversations I was having with women. And I loved when people would pride me on like, I don't know how you do it all. Um, You know, four little kids and you're working full-time shift work and your husband's working in a different province because he was working on the pipeline at the time. And, you know, I was I was on this like hamster wheel, like a lot of women are, because we're trying to keep up because we think that we need to do all the things all the time. We cannot rest and we are screwing up our hormones. We're screwing up our energy levels and it's leaving us feeling burnt out, exhausted, overwhelmed, disconnected from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we're not connected with our body, how are we ever supposed to connect with the people in our life? Mostly our children. Right. So I just felt, I felt so disconnected from everything and everyone around me, even though I felt like I was doing the right things. I was taking care of myself. I had, you know, I was eating healthy. I was moving my body. I had a morning routine, but even still something just felt so off because I was having these highs and lows and self-sabotaging and negative self-talk. And then other times I felt amazing and felt like, oh, this is, I'm back to feeling my normal self again. And once I understood that we go through these four phases and that if we just make simple tweaks, depending on which phase we're in, we can actually feel really good. We can create this calm that I think a lot of women want to feel in their life. And I realized that I actually can get a lot more done in less time if I learn what to do and when I should be doing it.
0: Okay. So that really resonates me, with me. I, I love learning how to get more done in less time. And actually what you're describing feels familiar because I take care of myself. I move my body. I eat well, but I have, I do have those moments where I just feel like some things are insurmountable today. And why don't I have the mindset or the energy? So I want to get into the four distinct phases, but first I'm just curious, how did you tap into this magical power? Did you have like a, like a rock bottom or did you just start researching? How did you stumble upon this?
1: Yeah, it wasn't really like, A rock bottom moment. I think I had had like a few other rock bottom moments in my life that led me to start making some changes, starting to take better care of myself. So while I felt like I had made some progress and gotten myself out of this like, you know, burnt out, um, you know, feeling like I didn't even really like my children because I wasn't Mm -hmm. taking care of myself properly and I was blaming them for how I felt. So I'd kind of gotten out of that by taking care of care of myself, but there was so much more that I needed to do because what sort of what led me to look at my cycle was the fact that I was so sick of beating myself up. You know, one, one week I felt so good, right? I was eating healthy. It was easy to stick to my nutrition plan. And I felt like so vibrant and, you know, lean and energetic. And I felt like creativity was flowing to me and everything just felt really well. Like we know those weeks, right? Where it's yes, like yes. you're magnetic and you feel beautiful and you're social and, uh, you know, it, everything is going right. And then I would wake up and I felt in a funk and the workouts that I was doing last week, I couldn't even get through them anymore. And right. because of that, I would feel like I'm a failure. And here you go, Megan, you never can stick to anything. And the healthy foods that I wanted last week, all of a sudden this week, they weren't satisfying me. And I was left feeling hungry. So I would end up binging, which again, the negative self-talk. Right. You suck. Why right. You did it last week. Why can't you do it this week? What's wrong with you? And instead of maybe realizing it had something to do with where I was at in my cycle, I being the go-getter said, you know, put on your big girl pants, Megan, and just push through this soon enough. You're going to feel back to your normal self, like just keep going. But I was like, I was just so hard on myself, which then of course I was reflecting onto my children and onto my Mm -hmm. spouse and, you know, my business was feeling it. So and then, of course, I'd get back to my normal self and all was well again. But it just kept going through this. And I was getting really, really tired of it. Um, yeah. And cycle syncing kept coming up in my life as things do when you need to pay attention. Yes. And having conversations with women, the, uh, the idea of it would come. I was reading books and it would be you know mentioned and podcasts. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll look at it. And the reason why I hesitated so much to acknowledge my cycle was because I did not want to use my period as a reason to why I could not do all the things. Yeah, I get it. I I never wanted to be that woman who was like, oh, I'm on my period. Like, I don't need to work out. I can just you know, put on my jammies, watch Netflix and eat chips and chocolate. That's what I thought I was going to turn into. So I was like, no, that is not my personality. Like I'm not weak. Right. Right. And once, once then I did dive in and realize that's not the case. Um, and I learned about the four phases and everything made sense. And I always say to people, once you know this,
0: you can't unknow it and it will completely change how you operate. I'm excited. I'm so excited to learn more about it. Yeah. So can you give us an overview of the four different phases?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try to keep it really, really simple. That's always been my mission in teaching this stuff because I did a lot of research and, you know, I do have a nursing background and Mm -hmm. while That is all, you know, interesting. What I found was like, I don't care about hormones and what's happening inside of the body. I just want to know, like, what do I need to do today to honor my cycle? And what can I do to make my life easier? What can I eat to feel good? And how should I be moving depending on which phase I'm in? So, the way that has always made sense to me is the four phases that we go through are very much like the four phases that we have with mother nature. So I'm in Canada. We go through the four phases or the four seasons, you know, very distinctly. We have spring, Mm -hmm. summer, fall and winter. So your spring phase, we'll start with that. That is called your follicular phase. And this starts right when your period ends. So after your period is over, you will start your follicular phase, which is your spring phase. And this lasts anywhere from about seven to 10 days for most women. And it's exactly like what you think of with spring, right? It's, it's fresh. It's exciting. It's new. You're starting to feel energetic. You're feeling creative. Like you're feeling hopeful and like magical. And like there's light at the end of the tunnel and <laughs> you're just, you're feeling really, really good. And that's how your, your energy levels are rising. Your hormone levels are rising. And it just, it makes us feel like the, the little spring bunny that you would just imagine seeing, you know, on a nice spring day. But with that, we want to change up how we're eating because we want to lighten our foods. We want to lighten up our carb sources because Mm. we actually don't need as much, um, you know, energy from carbohydrates because we already are feeling energetic. So we don't need to rely on, you know, those heavier carbs that we might have in different phases because we're just, we're feeling lighter. We're feeling energetic. And this is typically when women feel like, oh, what I'm doing is working. I'm I'm feeling a little bit leaner. Um, you know, the bloating's gone and my I can see a little ab definition if that's your goal. <laughs> and sticking to your workouts always seem a little bit easier in this phase as well because you've got the energy levels already. And this is when you want to do some like fun, exciting, um, you know, maybe a different type of workout than you're used to. Maybe you want to try a Zumba class or do some bar, go out mm. for a run, go bike. Hiking, go paddle boarding, like whatever you want to do, but something to sort of outside of the norm, because that's what we're wired to do. We don't want to stick to the same routine day in and day out because it's just not going to work as efficiently for you as it could if you changed things up depending on which phase you're in. Huh. And then as our spring phase comes to an end, we head into summer, which is our ovulatory phase. So this is a phase that most women are familiar with. It's when we um, are most fertile. That's when you're going to conceive a child or avoid conceiving a child. (laughs) (laughs) And this phase typically lasts for about three to five days. So this is summer. This is peak. This is energetic. This phase, we can do all the things all day long. This is when you want to really like get that to-do list going and start taking action on anything that you have been maybe putting off because you are going to get things done so much quicker and easier in this phase. You know, when you're looking at like your calendar, your to-do list and you're like, Oh my Lord, like, I, and you like literally spend more time looking at your list yes. than yes. executing, <laughs> it's yes. probably because you're in the wrong phase, like yeah. in the ovulatory phase and in the follicular phase, so spring and summer, that's really like the take action type phases, like the brainstorming phases and the creativity. And if you're trying to like take action on something in a different phase, obviously it will happen. You know, we can't change everything to work out, but it's just going to feel a little bit harder. So in yeah. your ovulatory phase, you can you can fill your plate. You can do all the things. You can have a 12-hour workday and then host a dinner party and then get up at 5 a.m. and crush out that hit workout, and you're going to feel incredible. It's not going to deplete you. You're going to feel really, really good. What I always like to point out to women is in this phase – We can do everything. We're like a go getter. We're an overachiever. Things are going to get done quickly and easily. We're going to be super productive and we're going to feel good. The problem is we're trying to live in that energy all month long. Right. And we're not supposed to. We have a very short window of this, like go, 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 do, do, do not the whole month, just a very short period of month. So if you can figure out when that peak Part of your month is, you can start to shift things a little bit and plan things accordingly. And, you know, you can really use your your follicular phase, so that spring phase, to brainstorm and um, get clear on what you want to be doing in life and what needs to be done around the house and plan things out. And then you take action in the ovulatory phase, in that summer phase. When we head into our next phase, which is called the luteal phase, this is essentially our fall phase. It's the longest phase of our cycle. It's about 10 to 14 days. So mm. this is the, the two weeks or so leading up to your period. This is usually, women hate this phase for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually now my most favorite phase because to me, when once you start to live in alignment with your cycle and you make little tweaks, you will start to realize how good the two weeks before your period can really feel because when we're in our follicular and ovulatory phase, so the spring and summer phase, we are in our masculine energy. We're, And mm-hmm. that's typically where women feel more comfortable. You know, you, it's maybe not what you would think, but we are conditioned to just do, go, check the boxes, be productive, be an right. overachiever. That right. feels good to us. That feels mm-hmm. normal. That's what we've been conditioned to do. However, when we head into our luteal phase, which is fall, we start to transition more into our feminine energy. And this is where women start to feel a little bit uncomfortable because it requires us to go inward. It requires Mm -hmm. us to slow down and it requires us to almost like evaluate how we're feeling and where we're at and things are going to bubble up to the surface That might be bothering us and that might not be sitting well in our life. And for me, it's such a great time for me to just reflect and Mm -hmm. like journal and really just like pay attention to my intuition a little bit more because in those spring and summer phases, we're just so like, we're feeling so good that almost like nothing can go wrong. Things might kind of piss you off, but you're like, it's fine. Like not a big deal. And the reason for that is because estrogen is really, really high in our body in the spring and summer phase, which gives us the energy and makes us feel really good. And estrogen almost like masks anything that's kind of not feeling right. So then when we're in our fall phase and our estrogen starts to plummet, all of a sudden that like... High and that, like, everything's great. Nothing can go wrong. I'm amazing. Life's amazing. That starts to kind of go down a little bit, which we don't like typically. We don't like to feel that lower, you know, vibration. But this is when things come to the surface, like I said, and things that, you know, were still there, they've always been there in yeah, your life. They're course. now just kind of coming to the surface. So pay attention in this phase. To yes. what is bothering you? Because estrogen isn't there to mask it anymore. So women typically feel, and you know, men have labeled us, and we've labeled us ourselves as hormonal the week before our period. You know, we like don't mind me. I'm crazy. I'm uh, you know I'm going to be a bitch for the next few days. Like, don't pay any attention to me. Like, I'm just crazy right now. It's the week before my period we've done that to ourselves, which I think is terrible. And we need to stop that, you know, that label because we are hormonal and it's an amazing thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. And it's not that we're crazy or bitchy or, you know, irrational. It's that we are actually feeling what is happening in our
0: life. Right. We're experiencing
1: it. We're experiencing it. Exactly. And just pay attention to it. It doesn't mean that you need to leave your husband in the luteal phase every month because he's driving (laughs) you crazy, but it does mean to pay attention to some other things that are like, Oh, you know what? It's just not like, this isn't sitting well with me. Like this feels wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to just evaluate and see if like my next cycle, I'm still feeling that sort of discomfort with this one area of my life. And in the luteal phase, the reason why I love it so much is because as estrogen sort of decreases and we feel that lower energy, we have a, another hormone called progesterone and that mm-hmm. starts to increase and progesterone once you start really tapping into your cycle, you will start to be able to feel when progesterone sort of takes over your body because it creates this calm, serene type feeling. And I think that's why I love the luteal phase is because I have now become to crave that feminine energy and that slowness and that calm and just that like, ah, like I can take a deep breath and I can slow down because it's exactly what my body needs me to do. It doesn't
0: mean that we don't do anything for two weeks before our period. Like not at all. Right. That was like my next question. Because yeah. me, I'm just like you, like I'm such a go-getter. I really, I want to be productive. I want to make things happen. And there is a voice in my head that's like, don't use this as an excuse. Yes. Like this, this is just an excuse there's no, like, don't take your foot off the gas pedal. So how are you harmonizing those two things? Cause I'm sure you have those thoughts as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that's, I think that's why I avoided looking at it because I was like, Oh hell no. Like I can't take my foot (laughs) off the gas. Like my business will crash if I do that. My house will crash if Mm -hmm. I do that. But the reality is you're still doing stuff. Like you're still, you're, you know, I still have my morning routine every single day, but it, changes my morning routine based on sort of what my needs are. Um, And as far as like productivity, I'm super productive when I'm in my luteal phase, but I'm doing different things because I've been, you know, it's, it's not that in your first cycle, you're going to be able to revamp everything in your life. It takes a lot of time. Like you start with one area that you want to focus on, you know, for one month, and then you add in another area that you want to start aligning. So, you know, in the luteal phase, we're, we're programmed to organize and complete um, like task completion is a big thing doing the behind the scenes type work. Um, you know, like I always save my taxes to do when I'm in my luteal phase because I'm just like, I'm more focused and like, whereas if I were to do that in my luteal phase, I'd be like a little squirrel, like, Oh, I should do this too. And Oh my goodness, I'm going to record this video. And Oh, I got to get back to my taxes. Like I just would you be like over. in the spring
0: or summer phase.
1: It-
0: yes, exactly. Okay. You said right? luteal twice, so I think you might
1: In my ovulatory phase, like I I wouldn't try to tackle, you know, taxes or organizing in the spring and summer phase, but in the luteal phase, like, I'm sure this has happened to you before. You've had this overwhelming urge to like clean out the linen closet. Yes. 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 (laughs) Every, every single woman who I speak to is like, yes, exactly. I can almost guarantee you, you were in your luteal
0: phase. That's it's so funny. It's like this nesting. Yes, that's that what my happens. husband said. Like, you're like nesting right now. Yes. What you, what's wrong with you? Yes,
1: and that's exactly what our luteal phase is for. We're nesting, like our body actually is preparing for a pregnancy mm-hmm. that will or will not come. Um, you know, it's it's not coming for me. <laughs> so me either. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I always know though, like I'm in that nesting phase, and my body's getting ready for something, which for me is my bleed. And for, you know, most women that are probably listening, it's, it's getting ready for their bleed. So we are like conditioned to get ourselves ready, just like we are in the fall season. What are we doing in fall? We're like harvesting the garden. We're, we're tidying up the yard. We're getting, putting away the summer stuff and we're like getting ready for what's to come. And if you can kind of have that, um, that notion in your, in your mind about all the other areas of your life. It's like, okay, I'm getting ready. So like, what do I need to kind of tie up in my business? This really isn't the time to be launching a program. This isn't the time to be hosting playdates with my children's 10 friends. This isn't the time to be planning a dinner party or to be planning an event. Like Hmm. this is really the time to start like you know, finishing up things around the house, or at least putting them on hold for a couple of weeks, because it's going to feel very painful to all of a sudden be like, oh, right, we're having a yard sale on Saturday. And it's like, oh my Lord, like I cannot <laughs> take that project on. Um, and then in the luteal phase, our nutrition is so, so important because- Yeah,
0: tell me more about that.
1: Yeah. And this is what I find so fascinating. So if we, you know, in you're probably like me and a lot of the other women. I was trying to eat the same way week to week, day to day, because what worked last week should work this week. And if I'm going to get to my goals, I've got to just keep doing the same thing every single day, especially with my nutrition. And I would get to my luteal phase and I would be like, okay, yep. Same, same types of food, same amounts, you know, and it would be so hard to stick To it. Like my cravings were out of control. I wasn't satisfied. And the reality is, when we're in our luteal phase, we need about 300 extra calories a day when we're in the luteal phase. Yes. So if you're trying to stick to this, like, you know, maybe a lower calorie um, diet, for instance, in the follicular and ovulatory phase, in your spring and summer phase, and you're trying to stick to that when you're in your luteal phase, you're going to be starving. And you're, you're probably, you're either going to be absolutely miserable and stick to it, or you're going to binge and cheat as you know, Mm -hmm. quote unquote cheat, like I hate that word, but you're going to stray from what you are trying to stick to, which is going to lead to, I suck. I I never I can do this. I always right cheat. I'm a failure. I can't um, make progress. I can't right. make progress. I always say I'm going to do it. This time I was going to do it and I, here I am yet again. I'll start on Monday. And the the I was beating myself up and that's really what was so harmful for me was the negative self-talk. Not to mention just like not really ever seeing that much progress with my with my body or how I wanted to feel.
0: Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom With Confidence, the Keep It Together system specifically for supermoms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate, what's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you wanna stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com momwithconfidence with confidence and purchase yours today for just $29. So 300 extra calories, like are there certain types of calories or is it just whatever? I mean, like maybe something that's still within your your eating plan, but just a little more.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So what you want to focus on when you're in the luteal phase is you want to focus on a lot of roasted root vegetables. Huh? because they are more calorie dense and they also contain a little bit of sweetness. So they're going to help yeah. you with that. Like, that need for like something sweet. They're just more of a dense um, root vegetable, like a, a, you know, a a carb basically.
0: Yeah. Carrots,
1: carrots, turnips, beets, um, Beets, sweet potatoes, um, rutabaga, like whatever other root vegetables are that I just can't think of. Like so many, I I am obsessed with root vegetables. Whereas if you were piling your plate with root veggies in your follicular and ovulatory phase, like you'd probably feel a bit heavy from, from Mm -hmm. eating those types of things. But when you're in your luteal phase, like I have those pretty much daily because I know that they're helping me get the extra calories I need. They're satisfying me. They fill me up more, but plus the roasted root vegetables, they help your body detox any extra estrogen that might be lingering in your body and excess. I know it's like fascinating excess estrogen when it when it's just like sitting in your body and your body hasn't processed it yet, which happens to a ton of women, that is what leads to PMS. That huh. leads to spotting, cramping, really sore breasts, um, the, the cravings, the irritability. And what I always struggled with was spotting. And I thought that it was normal. I thought that was just exactly what happens every month when you get your period is you spot for a few days and you ruin your underwear and you get really (laughs) pissed off every single day and then your bleed starts. That is not, that is not normal. That is a sign of a hormonal imbalance, a very small hormonal imbalance, which can be tweaked probably with simply just nutrition. That is exactly what happened to me. My spotting completely disappeared just from changing my nutrition in the luteal phase And the thing is our bleed, and I did not know this, our bleed should start ideally first thing in the morning and it should just be bright red. It should just start with a bang. Like there's no like, is this my period? Like is this day one? (laughs) And then it's like the next day, it's like, oh, well now it's kind of gone. Oh no, it's back. Like there should be a very distinct, I am bleeding. This is day one and there should not be spotting leading up to that bleed. So that's a very healthy, healthy cycle. That Mm. took me a few, maybe like four, four or five cycles to kind of get to that point where I, I was like, oh my gosh, like awesome. My body is really functioning the way it should be functioning. And all I did in the beginning was just change my nutrition and I changed my movement. Those were the two things that I did. That was it. And then I started adding in like changing my to-do lists and my business activities and, you know, just making simple changes over time. But also in the luteal phase, it's really important that you change up your movement. So while in the spring and summer phase, you can be doing lots of cardio and, you know, getting on a big sweat fest, especially in the ovulatory phase, like do all your HIIT workouts in the ovulatory phase, run, But when you're in the luteal phase, you really don't want to be doing that high intensity cardio because what it's going to do is it's going to increase your cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone. And that will lead to weight gain and muscle inflammation. Wow. And it's also going to leave you feeling exhausted, which for me always leads to self-sabotage. But a lot of women will try to do the same type of workout all month long. And then they're feeling like, Oh my gosh, like I'm gaining weight. Like what is happening? I am not getting closer to where I wanted to be. And it's because they're putting so much stress on their bodies and we should not be doing high intensity cardio in our luteal phase. So what should we be doing instead? Yeah. So in the first half of your luteal phase. So the first week or so of your luteal phase, that's a great time to be focusing on resistance training. So really like picking up those weights, doing some really good weightlifting sessions because your, your muscles are like primed to develop some lean muscles. And then towards the end of your luteal phase, that is a great time to do, um, you know, anything that's sort of, um, helping with flexibility. So yoga, Pilates, bar, because our our hormone, like the progesterone is starting to like loosen up our muscles. So it's a great time to practice that, um, that flexibility and range of motion. Plus your energy levels are going to be almost at their lowest right. and you don't want to be stressing your body. You want to really honor exactly where you are with the types of movements that you're doing.
0: This is so amazing to me. I mean, I just, I have been a very active mom, you know, like when I, after I had my second child, I was like, this baby weight's coming off. I became a CrossFitter and I mean, like it's a very intense workout, but there's no, (laughs) there's no like today, everyone, we are going to stretch, Yes. you know, it's, it's always really intense. And on the days where I didn't feel like going, or I, I felt like I needed a modifier or whatever I, I did, I always felt like a loser. So this is just so interesting. Yeah. I am mean, like mind blown.
1: Yeah. The thing is I find cycle thinking just so fun because it gives us permission to actually do what we want to do.
0: Yeah. And it and gives us guiltier about exactly. it. Exactly.
1: Or- and we can remove the guilt and we can give ourselves permission to just do exactly what our body is requiring of us. And so then when we head into our menstrual phase, which is our winter, I'm sure everyone mm-hmm. could guess that one, um, <laughs> you know, this lasts anywhere from three to seven days for, for most women. So our winter phase is exactly what it sounds like. It's winter. We are getting cozy. We are, you know, really going inward. We're kind of hibernating and we're slowing, slowing, slowing down. Remove as much off your plate and your to-do list as you can is that always possible? No. Like I have four children. I work shift work. I work night shifts at the hospital. Like I can't just call in and say like, oh, sorry, I I'm scheduled for a night shift next week, but that's really not in alignment with my cycle. Like, no, I have (laughs) to go. But the thing is now I know, okay, Megan, you are going to need to put some systems in place before and after that night shift or before and after that event or that whatever's happening. And And really just know that you're going to feel a bit extra depleted and honor that instead of Come on, Megan, you can do it and do a workout as well on top of that and cut your calories. Like it just we once you it doesn't make sense once you know. Once you know it it doesn't make sense exactly. It's like, oh my gosh, like why did I think when I was on my period, it was a smart idea to get up at five AM and do a cardio workout and hustle in my business and then take my kids to the mall and out for dinner and come home and go out with my husband like why on earth did I think that was a a good idea? My body is going through this intense process of like shedding a lining inside of me. My hormones are like bottomed out. My energy levels are the lowest they're going to be. And I'm trying to like, go, go, go. Instead, I need to take that time and just like Change it up a little bit. Like, I I sleep in a little bit on my, when I'm in my menstrual phase. And instead of getting up and doing a workout, I get up and I do like a long meditation and I do some stretching and I journal and, you know, I read a book. And I love that my children see me slowing down every once in a while instead of seeing their mother stressed, overwhelmed, running this rat race, irritable, reactive. Instead, they see me saying, "Hey, you guys want to watch a movie today and and i I love that I am able to model that, especially for my little girls who will eventually um, you know need to learn this information as well so i always I always think of um, this might make sense to a lot of women, but I've said it before and I hear other women say it, so I'm sure someone's going to resonate with this. But, you know, we look forward to a vacation that we might have once a year, right? Right. And what are we looking forward to? We're looking forward to, like, I cannot wait to just do nothing while I'm away. Like, I can't wait to just, like, put everything aside, relax, do nothing. Like, it is going to feel so good to do that. What if we had that same notion every month when it was our period? What if that was our downtime, and that was something that we planned around, knowing that we're not going to be able to produce and um, create and perform the way that we do the rest of the month. And we honored that, and we actually yeah. slowed down. Imagine how much kinder we would all be and how much more connected we would all be, and how much more productive you would be when you come into your spring phase again. And right. you're like, all right, I am ready world. Like, let's do this. I am pumped. I've had downtime. I've had time to reflect on what's working and what's not working. And I've, I've got a plan in place for what I want to do and who I want to be and how I want my life to feel. And then we execute. And we do that over and over and over again with our cycle every single month.
0: You know, that's one of the seven habits of highly effective people is taking a break, is sharpening the ax, as, yeah. as they say, like, taking that downtime. So when you pick the ax back up to, to cut the tree down, you have that energy and you're actually able to do it more quickly, quicker. Um, and I think to be clear, you know, for everyone who's listening, Megan's not saying like during your your menstrual phase, you just sit there and wear sweatpants, lock yourself in a room. No one's allowed to bother you. You don't have to work. No, but be intentional, be deliberate about it because you know that time is coming. You know that you're going to need that extra rest and that grace. So I love what you said about creating systems before and after whatever that thing that is probably going to drain your energy comes up. For my, many of us, it's probably work, but it could be an event. It could be, you know, some other commitment that you just, you know, you, you can't, you couldn't change the date, right? It's not your, it's it's not up to you to, to say when it's going to be, but you honor that commitment and still mm-hmm. honor yourself by creating the systems to make it easier. What can I take off my plate? What can I delegate? And what can I, you know? ask for help with yeah. to make this time easier. I think that and that is really living intentionally and then honoring yourself at the same time. And and being kind to yourself. Like, yes.
1: oh, this is this is why I'm just not feeling like I'm not feeling as energetic today. This is why I'm not feeling as like chatty with my husband, or this is why I'm feeling like I really don't want to be around my children today. Like, and it, and it's okay. And it's, and it's normal and it's all right. And you can give yourself that permission to be like, I think that's what cycle syncing has done most for me is it's allowed me to just give permission to feeling a certain way without having to beat myself up for it. It's like, Oh, okay. Like that's fine. We can do anything at any phase. We can, we, we are women. We are amazing. Like we can Mm -hmm. do anything any time of the month. The thing is we don't have to, we really don't have to. And when you can take advantage of those high energy phases, and then you can take advantage of those lower energy phases. And by doing certain things, there's things to do in each phase. And when you can kind of tweak your life over time, it's going to take you know, a little bit and it's not, it's not extra work that you have to do. It's just paying attention. It's being intentional. And then Mm -hmm. you'll start to realize, oh, wow, I have a lot more time than I thought I always had. I am more productive than I've ever been, but I feel more calm and connected than I've ever been. I'm getting to my health and fitness goals without, you know, going up and down, up and down. I'm just getting there the way I should be in a sustainable way. And I'm feeling really good all month long. Even when I have low energy and I'm tired, I can still
0: feel really good. That's awesome. I really, really love that. It's just like, and like you said, it's something that's been within us all along. We just weren't paying attention and honestly no one teaches you this stuff
1: no they don't and I always think like whoever created us whether it was you know the universe or god or mother nature whoever something higher than us I swear that person or spirit is looking down at us as women going are you guys freaking kidding me like (laughs) I gave you the most incredible gift you all think it's a curse and that you got the short end of the stick and you're you know, pretending that your cycle doesn't exist. And I gave it to you to do something incredible with, and I gave you this roadmap and this tool and this magic, and you're all not taking advantage of it. And my mission is just to open women's eyes to the potential that this has. And, And once you know, you can't unknow. And if you walk away with anything, just walk away with being um, more aware, just be aware of where you're at and how you're feeling,
0: and give yourself some grace well speaking of that i, I mean that is it's so empowering I think like you said it's it is a gift and it's very empowering so I know that you have a free challenge. Is that a good way for people to get started with this and with working yeah. with you?
1: Yeah. So I hang out um, mostly on Instagram. Um, my handle's at Megan Rumpel Four, and I am sharing all the time um, about cycle thinking in my in my stories, in my posts. Like I just love. I when I'm passionate about something, I can't keep it inside of me. Obviously, you can tell by the rampling I've done on this
0: episode. <laughs> no, um, it's been so, so educational.
1: But if you click the link in my bio, I do have like a freebie. So it's three mm-hmm. um, quick start tips to getting started with cycle syncing. So you can literally implement um, a few things right away just to start this process, this process of becoming aware um, and intentional with with your life and your body.
0: Yeah, I think that is so important. And it's just like anything else, you know, we want to be intentional about so many things. And then this is something that we, I think most of us just ignore. You're right. We absolutely ignore it. Yeah. And I love what you're doing. I really have just, this has been a fascinating conversation. We'll definitely put a link to that, to those tips in the show notes so that people can just one click and access them and connect with you. Cause you are just of such amazing information. I really appreciate you being here. thank Thank you so much for having me. This was a, it was a fun conversation. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Megan Rempel. And I know if you're anything like me, you took a ton of value from it. Don't ignore what she said about cycle syncing. Go ahead and click on those links in the show notes and start living in alignment with your body today. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love and it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.